Hello and welcome to the Praise Center Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit PraiseCenterOnline.com. Okay, we're going to talk about the story of Zacchaeus today. And those of you who are like me, raised in the church at a young age, they used to have Sunday school hour. Anybody remember Sunday school hour? So you would come an hour before church and break up into age groups and go, and the Zacchaeus story was one that you would learn. And you went through all the stories in the Bible, and they usually had flashcards. And I think my favorite was the flannel graph. Do you remember that? We're, we do, because it was my mom's. She gave it to us, all that stuff. And so you would take the flannel graph, and you'd get to, they'd give certain characters to each. I'm going off. Anyway, today we're going to talk about the story of Zacchaeus. And so if you'll open with me your Bibles to Luke chapter 19, it'll be on the screen as well. And since uh, I'm thinking, when I thought of this, I thought about a children's story. So I put some children's pictures to it there just just for fun. Uh, Let's pray. Lord, we just ask that you would just bless us through your word this morning. That something new and fresh would come alive to us. That you would quicken something in our hearts this morning as we hear your word. Amen? Amen. Luke chapter 19. Jesus entered Jericho. And was passing through. And a man there was by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree, fig tree, to see Jesus. And since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw this and began to mutter, He is gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Whoa. Well, when I heard this story as a little girl, the thing that the teachers always talked about was how short he was. (laughs) That was all I ever remember. You'd say Zacchaeus. What, we say Jonah, and you say he was in a a fish. David, oh, he fought Goliath. But so this one, Zacchaeus, he's really short. We even had a song about it. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he, right? He climbed up in the, right? (laughs) All you you old people are singing along. So we even had a song about it, and I remember my teacher at the time talking about how what would it be like to have been so short, and then you can't see past the crowds, and think of it as being some big, famous, popular person that you just can't wait to see, but you can't because you're too short, and I'm thinking as a kid, I can relate to that. And I remember, and think about it now, somebody very important, maybe the president for some of us, some of us not, was coming down the street. And we would go out, and I would probably climb up on the awning over here so that I could see above the crowd. But that was the thing I really thought of when I thought of the story of Zacchaeus, was how short he really was. But there is so much more to this story. In fact, there are like three stories right here jammed together that Jesus, that we read right together that I want to relate together. And the first story happens just before he enters the town of Jericho. He's walking along, and there's a blind beggar by the road. And he's yelling out, son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowd is trying to get him to be quiet. Shh, be quiet. He's just a blind, he's like a homeless person, but be quiet. 
you, you don't, bother, don't bother Jesus. And he yells all the louder. I love that. Jesus! You know, he just screams out, have mercy on me. And he gets Jesus' attention. And Jesus looks his way and says, come over here. What, what do you want from me? And the blind man says to Jesus that day, I want to see. I want to see. And Jesus says to him, because of your faith, Because of your faith that you believe you can see if you've asked. Because of your faith, you can see now. You're healed. And his eyes were open. And it said the crowds that were there at the time, when they saw that miracle, it says they they followed him and they began to praise God all the louder. And this man who was blind became a follower of Jesus. He followed Jesus that day. This is the electrified crowd that is walking into Jericho that day. This crowd that's just like, did you just see that? That man was blind, and now he can see. And they're, they're just, can you imagine the buzz? Okay, this whole crowd now is walking into the city gates. And they come in through the gates, and Zacchaeus is like, oh, it's that Jesus man. I got to see him. I, I have to see. And he runs ahead. Now, Zacchaeus, you got to understand the backstory to Zacchaeus. As a tax collector, he was a Jewish man. So then he would be like an outcast as well. Because here he was supposed to be a Jew with the Jews. But yet he started working for the Roman government and collecting taxes from his Jewish brothers and sisters. This did not make them happy because tax collectors were thieves back then. If you owed $10 in tax, they'd take 15 and pocket 5 for themselves. Okay? So the tax collectors were like thieves. And he was a chief tax collector. So now he's got a lot of people under him collecting taxes as well. So he is a really wealthy man because he's probably taking a cut. I'm taking a cut of what you, it's like a little pyramid scheme Zacchaeus has going on here. He's like, I'm, so he is a wealthy, and he's an outcast as well. And he does two things that someone of his high standing in his mind, because he's a wealthy man, he does two things that we can't believe that he would do because he wanted to see Jesus right? He wanted to see Jesus. And the word here in, in the Greek, the, the Bible we know in the New Testament is written, written in the language of Greek. And it says he ran ahead because he wanted to see Jesus. The word there for see is different than the word that the blind man uses. When the blind man says, I want to see Jesus, right? When I want to see, he says, I want to open my eyes. Physically, I want to be able to see. It's sight. That's the word there. When Zacchaeus says, I want to see Jesus, it's a bigger word than that. It means to see, but it also means to know. I want to understand. I want to be aware of Jesus. Who is this Jesus? And he's going to run ahead. He's going to do something that no one would ever do. He's going to, if his standing, he's going to run. Men of that, when, you know, he's got some nice digs on, man. And he's going to run ahead and he's going to climb a tree. Two things that you wouldn't do. Unheard of to do because he wanted to know who Jesus was. He was desperate to see who this Jesus was. Who is this Jesus that just moments ago I hear he healed a blind man? Can you, are, are you tracking with me? Come on. Who is this man that can heal leprosy, an incurable disease? Incurable. Yet Jesus can heal it. Who is this man that all these crowds keep following, and when he speaks, people go, 
Wow, what wisdom comes from this man. And when he speaks, it's like he reads your mail, too. You're like, has he, been, has he been at my house? How did he know that? Jesus has all the, and Zacchaeus knew, I got to know this man. This man that the disciples say, I'm, we're giving up our occupations to follow you. This man that can walk on water. This is the man that Zacchaeus said, I must know him. I got I to see who this man is. And so he climbs this tree. And as he's up in this tree waiting, I mean, what are the odds? I'm going to go this way. This, he's got to go the right way and pick the right tree. And here comes Jesus. I wonder if he chose a different tree first and had a change. No, probably not. <laughs> so he's up in the tree. Here comes Jesus walking down the road. And he's up looking. And Jesus does something that would just floor all of us. I'm amazed Zacchaeus didn't fall right out of the tree. He stops and he looks up and he says, Zacchaeus. He knows my name. I mean, you'd think Zacchaeus would have fallen out of the tree at that. How does this man, this man who can heal blind eyes, this man who can walk on water, this man who raises the dead, how does he know my name? How does he know who I am? And yet the word tells us that Jesus knows each and every one of us by name. You can look around in this room and you probably don't know everybody's name. But Jesus does. He can call each and every one of us by name. He knows how many hairs you have on your head. Jesus knows each and every one of us. And he calls Zacchaeus by name. Zacchaeus, come down. I want to go to your house. And he doesn't just say, I want to go. He says, I want to stay with you. In the Greek, that means to dwell. I want to abide with you. I want to come hang out with you. I want to come be with you where you are. You wanted to know me. I want to know you. I want to come be close to you. And Zacchaeus goes, what do you think he says? You know the story. Come on over. I think a lot of us would have went, hang on. Let me go clean my house first. Because this is spur of the moment. I, I don't know what's all over my house. It's probably a mess. I got to go clean because we're talking Jesus. Right? Think of somebody that you are in awe of. And they say on the spur of the moment, well, I'm going to come to your house. Hang on. Let me call my wife. Make sure it's okay if you come on. Jesus, hang on. i got to call my wife, make sure she'll let you come over. Wait, let me go hide some stuff. Zacchaeus might have been like, i got to go hide that silver cup I got that I stole from the tax money from that old lady that I bought the tax cup with, and i got to, right? I mean, what would go through your mind about that Jesus wants to come to your house? Whoa, and you have no time to prepare. So it's like you are saying, Zacchaeus is saying, come on, see me. Come on over. I'm opening my home to you. Just the way it is. Because aren't we just ourselves in our own home? I mean, I don't hide anything from Sal. Well, I don't hide anything from you guys either. You know me. I'm an open book. But, when, but we have our homes are us. And if I go to your home, I see what you're like. I see how you like to decorate. I see if you're a messy person or a clean person. If you let me see your room. Right? If you let me see every part of your house, which is what Jesus wanted. And Zacchaeus is like, come on in. Come on into my home. I want to know you and I want to be known by you. I want you to know every part of my heart. 
And Jesus does the same thing for you and I. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, says this, he says, Here I am, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Every single one of us, Jesus comes and he's going, can I come in? Can I go into that closet? Can I go to your back bedroom? Can I come to every area of your home and know what you're truly like? Will you open yourself up to me wholly and completely? Jesus says, because Jesus wants to know us. As much as Zacchaeus wanted to know him, Jesus, Jesus wanted to know Zacchaeus that day. And Zacchaeus, when Jesus comes to his home, he opens the door gladly and lets him into his home. And I love this part of the story. I wish I was a fly on the wall in Zacchaeus' home. I can't imagine, you think about the transformation that takes place. That Zacchaeus goes from this man who was a thief and a wealthy man to now he's going to give stuff away, right? I wish I was a fly on the wall in his house. What did Jesus say to him that day? I can only imagine it might have sort of been like the Samaritan woman at the well. When she was an outcast as well, a half-breed. No one wanted her around, so she'd go get water in the middle of the day in the heat of the day. And Jesus met her at the well that day. And as she came to get water, and he's like trying to share with her, and like, man, I got some living water for you. I got, I got what you need. I have exactly what you need. And she's like, yeah, I know. The Messiah is going to come someday, and, and we worship here. And blah. he's like, yeah, I am that Messiah. And then I love what he says. So go home and get your husband. Well, I don't, I don't have a husband, she says. He goes, yeah, that's right. You have five husbands. You've had five husbands, and now you're living with a man. You're not married to him. He just laid it all out. I'm like, and she's like, whoa, this truly is the Messiah. And she runs to town. Come, you got to see a man who's told me everything I ever did. And that's what I think probably happened in Zacchaeus' house that day. He probably just went around and picked something up. Hmm. You know, what, what was he like that day in Zacchaeus' house? Zacchaeus is going, oh, man, how did he know? How did he know I got, oh, man. And G that's the way Jesus wants to get to know you and I. <laughs> and he comes into our hearts, and he's like, and a lot of us are like, no, don't, don't touch that. No, oh, you didn't see that, Jesus. And we were hiding stuff from him instead of letting it just lay bare. And that's why when Zacchaeus was totally open with Jesus that day. And Jesus, whatever he said in his home, he says in verse 8, Zacchaeus says this. He stood up and he said, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Wow, four times. That was actually a Jewish law back in the book of Exodus. If you stole a sheep, you had to pay back four sheep. But So he knew some of the law as a Jewish man. But he's like, I'm going to give half of what I owe, I own to the Lord, to all the poor people, and I'm going to pay back four times. Man, I'm just going, he was a transformed man by whatever that Jesus said in his home that day. And Jesus says this to him, today salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save 
the lost. Ooh, I, I love that Jesus says this. He calls him a son of Abraham and for a specific purpose for you and I, for our sake. To realize that salvation did not come to Zacchaeus because he gave money away. And because he paid back what he owned. Salvation came to Zacchaeus because he was a son of Abraham now. And son of Abraham, that phrase right there means he was a man of faith. If you go to Galatians chapter 3, you'll see this. In verse 7 it says, understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to keep to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Zacchaeus was saved that day because he put his faith in Jesus. And his faith in Jesus compelled him to give away half of what he owned and to pay back those that he had stolen from. His amazing faith that he's like, this is Jesus is God. He saw it, and he was compelled. And Jesus goes right on, and this is where the third story comes in. And Jesus goes right on into the very next story, and he even says, while they were listening to this, and he went on to tell them this parable. The parable starts out like this. And a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he called ten of his servants, and he gave them ten minas. And he said, put this money to work until I come back. So he goes from right in the midst that he's saying, today salvation has come. And I have come to seek and save the lost. Let me tell you a story so you can understand this. There's a man who came, a king from a distant country, Jesus. And he came down to earth. What a distant country we have here, right? And he came to this distant country. And he tells this parable, which is a story that, we're gonna re- that he relates to himself, coming to earth. And he says he comes to earth and he gives, calls his servants and he says, here, here's a mina. And in the story, he gives the same amount to every single person. I give you salvation. I give you salvation. I give you salvation. I give you the gift of salvation. I give it to every single person, one mina. And then he goes away. And we don't know when, but someday our Savior is coming back again. And when he comes back again, he's going to call us all together and have this big time. He's going to say, okay, I gave you that mina. How'd you do with it? And the first man says to him, I took that mina. I put it to work, and I gained 10 more. Oh, good job. Put you in charge of 10 cities. The second one came and said, I took that mina took that salvation, I put it to work, and I gained five more. He said, good job. I'm going to put you in charge of five cities. And the last man that came to him in the story that Jesus is telling here, he comes and he says, well, I was afraid. And let's, let's read it together. It's in verse 20. It says, then another servant came and said, sir, here's your mina. I've kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you. Because you were a hard man, and take, you take out what you do not put in, and you reap what you do not sow. And the master says, I'll judge you by your own words, and he takes his mina, gives it to somebody else, the one who had ten. And when you read this story, 
And Jesus is just relating this right after he said, I have come to seek and save the lost. And he's saying, what are you going to do with this salvation that I've given you? And this man, he, he hid it. He didn't use it. And it says, and why did he not use it? Watch me. He says, I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. This man didn't know my Jesus. This man didn't really know. He didn't open up his home to Jesus. He didn't have Jesus come in and share his love with him. He didn't see him. We know this scripture. We know what it says. God is love. He took all of the Old Testament and all of those rules. Do not do this. Do not steal. Do not kill. Do not. He took all of those and he wrapped it up in love. Love the Lord and love your neighbor. Because God is love. And he's like, this man didn't even know me. That's why he put it away. He wanted, didn't want to do anything with it. And I'm just struck with how much Zacchaeus is opposite of this man. And Jesus is telling these stories now to those that were all standing around. And his question to them pretty much is, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do? Are you going to open your heart's door, every area of your heart? I want to know you to the depth that I'm like Zacchaeus. I'm changed. Because when you truly know who Jesus is, you take that knowledge and you put it to work. And when you put it to work, you gain more. And you gain more and you gain more. And you're just like, ah, oh, I just love Zacchaeus. I'm going to give away it all. Will you bow your heads with me this morning? And I just believe the Lord is really knocking on some heart's door. Maybe for the first time or maybe he's been standing there for quite a while. And he's saying, will you open every part of your heart to me? Because I'm a loving God. I'm a caring God. I want to give you everything. I want to be with you. I want to know you. Draw close to him and he will draw close to you, the scripture says. That as we open our heart's door, may salvation truly come to us today. Maybe you thought, man, I'm already saved. And then I guess I would challenge you, what have you done with that? What have you done with that knowledge of who Jesus is? Maybe we need to know him a little more. Maybe we need to open up a little more of our heart's door to him. And let him come into every area of our hearts. Thank you for listening to Praise Center Sermon of the Week. Don't forget, for more information, visit PraiseCenterOnline.com.